All right, space people, welcome to another episode of Today in Space. Uh, this is a, lo- a really long week for me, a uh, busy week. So we're going to do something real quick this week. Um, I'm going to try and go 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes, but I've got a few things I want to talk about. Uh, this past week has been a lot that's gone uh, That's gone on. We've had uh, the, the constant updates of the Starship being put together in Boca Chica, te- Texas, uh, an actual orbital Starship. Um, actually being built. The three Raptor engines just went in today. I just saw Elon's post about it not that long ago. So we have all this amazing progress that's going on. And then at the same time, we had the raid on Area 51 (laughs) or the planned raid on Area 51. And then at the same time, we saw the aftermath of the Space Command report. Um, And we're seeing that manifest itself in the industry with contracts being signed to the largest space companies, the same space companies that are at the front of the industry today. And so that's where I want to talk about this week. And what I, I've recorded this a few times because I want to get the right message out there that I want to talk about. So I'm going to talk about my biases real quick. Just set, set the, the pace here. So as some of you know, I went to school for aerospace engineering. It's part of the reason why I have this podcast. And... I could definitely say that the space industry does not have enough jobs to sustain the amount of people that are really going for that degree. I really feel it's it's a big problem. Part of that problem is exactly like I saw when I was going to college in 2008, uh, was when it was my, my freshman year, 2011, they retired the space shuttle, the same spacecraft that I or same type of spacecraft I thought I would be working on. Uh, Part of the reason why I love what SpaceX is doing with Starship because there there seemed to just be a logical thing to some kind of a ship that could land and fly and go into orbit and and then be able to descend through an atmosphere, land, and then launch again. That just seemed like the next logical thing. And obviously the space shuttle made the most sense to me and that's what I wanted to work on. I thought that was where the future was going. And so I'm a little jaded by that, but at the same time, there are, it's, if you meet other aerospace engineers or people that went to be aerospace engineers, rocket scientists, a lot of them are doing what they went (laughs) to school for. Um, You know, they learned an incredible skill to be able to work on a bunch of different things, electrical, software, hardware, structural um, fluid dynamics, all these different skills and, 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 and sciences that you have to learn, physics, chemistry for the propellant, it makes you a very versatile engineer. So all these engineers that could be working in the space industry are now working somewhere else because there aren't enough jobs. And so part of that was the, the not having enough funding to, to, to grow these things and always these arguments of, you know, with the Senate and, and, and politicians in general, where skimping on the funding for space for really what the purpose is, which is, is to, to push the bounds of what's possible so we can then think outside of those bounds and do even more. I think that's part of the big thing. And there's also the ultimate, uh, backup plan of having other human beings on another rock in space so that if that one rock gets smacked by something, then we still have humans alive somewhere. 
So that obviously makes all the sense in the world. But what I saw last week in the wake of the Space Command report that happened, that came out on September 9th publicly, we talked about it in the last episode, TIS-166, 166, uh, 165, this is 166. So the last episode we talked about it, you're not going to read it, so if you want a quick review, go check that episode out. But what I saw from that is an instant change in the attitude with these politicians. Almost less than a month later, now it's all about we need to get funding out there, and, and there'll be a lot of links to Eric Berger's tweets about this in, in the episode, but the U.S. military is now taking space as a domain seriously. And I think there are a lot of future space war contracts that are out there, uh, space defense contracts, all these things that are out there and ready to happen now because they're taking it seriously. So instead of doing it for the right reasons and to grow the industry so that we can get to our real goal, I, I see stagnation. There's no reason for us to do that, especially in a world where in comparison, right, the same amount of money that was spent with those big companies, Boeing, Lockheed Martin, um, 10, 15 years of development without having something that's actually flying a mission, that's actually putting humans back into space, and with the same amount of money or less, and at a much reduced cost, we have SpaceX doing stuff like testing the water the water tower called Starhopper, which was a prototype. It was a water tower with a Raptor engine attached to it. It went 50 meters up in the air. It went 150 meters into the air, did those successfully, and now what, a month later, maybe, they have a fully operational, well, an almost fully assembled uh, starship, which should be completed, I would guess, by the time Elon Musk talks this Saturday, September 28th, uh, to give us an update on starship and where everything is there. So we'll we'll talk about that more next week. So we'll get you caught up on, on what that presentation, what Elon says about where, where Starship is and its progress. So we'll give you updates on that. Um, but yeah, so a little bummed out seeing that, you know, it's business as usual that, oh, it is just politics. It's, oh, now there's money. Now you guys are going to push for this. It is what it is. So I spent my time last week going into Bob Lazar and going into the Area 51 stuff and and diving more into aliens and really, really not just turning a blind eye to the topic and, and being like, hey, this, let's talk about this. I do really wish uh, there were aliens. I, I do want to find, like, ultimately expand the universe and find other life. Yeah, I'm down. Um, but also part of me wants to try and be logical. I mean, that's part of, you know, when I, when I stated a few episodes back, we were talking about aliens. And I was saying, you know, my concept is really that it could just be a matter of when they exist, you know, and, and when we're looking out into space and we're taking telescope images, and even when we're looking around, we're seeing old light reach us. Like even, even the light from the sun, it takes from a, a ray of light to get from the sun to your eyes, to earth, right? So you're seeing old light all the time, and even more so, you're looking back into time when you're looking into the universe. When you're taking a telescope picture, you're, you, when you're viewing something with a telescope, you are absorbing the light. You're pulling it into this cone so that you can focus it and see it. And that light is as old as it took 
for that light to get to you. So the further away it is, the longer it, the older that light is. So there's the conundrum of, you know, if we're looking at some place and it's, it's hundreds of millions of light years away, although I don't even know if we could see that far, but let's just say it, what we're seeing may not even be what's happening there. It won't be what's happening there right now. So let's say we're able to instantly transport to the other side of the universe to this place that's super far away. What we saw and what we see there in that instant are completely different things. So there could be life there at the other end on that planet that we're observing, but we are not seeing it right now. So we're only seeing of where it is by the time that light got to us. So we could be looking at a place that could have already had aliens live there, a whole civilization gone and, and passed, and there's also the scenario that we're looking at it and it hasn't even happened yet. So, and this is even on uh, microbial life. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's just a fascinating topic to think about when you're looking out. And, I, and I, I do believe that's a big factor. But when you hear the Bob Lazar story, it just throws you completely to, to think that this, <sighs> this guy who's a scientist, right? He, he's in you, 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 hear people talk about Bob Lazar and you get one thing and then you actually see Bob Lazar talk and you see him in his life in both the Joe Rogan experience and you see him a little bit more in depth in the documentary. But he's he's just a scientist, man. He's just a guy who made rocket cars and got involved in the government and decided to, to say something. <laughs> and it's crazy. And it just makes you think about what's possible. Um, and that whole idea of, you know, uh, was it, uh, element 151 about how there could there could be this alternate uh, isotope of an element that could be stable for power and and you know yeah it just it makes sense that we might not be able to understand how it works but this all happened on the eve of my 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 doctrination indoctrination into Bob Lazar happened on the same night that the Area 51 raid happened. And so I have to I have to don my Area 51 Raider Naruto headband in honor of all the Naruto runners that uh, didn't make the uh, the trip past the guards at Area 51. Uh, we did see one. We did see one Area 51 runner. Um, and a great, great form on that Naruto run. Seriously, I have, to, I, have to, I have to give props to that. And his timing was perfect. But, yeah, so we... <laughs> So this week, uh, to 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 get a little bit of the uh, the angst against the the what's happening in politics for aerospace right now, um, I wanted to and just have fun. I, I went and uh, you know I was like, all right, we got to make a Naruto headband, an Area Fifty One headband for this week. So I literally just went in and designed it in a program called Fusion Three Sixty. Took me maybe ten minutes, um, and then printed it on my 3D printer. Um, you, you can actually see the video of how, of how we made it because I even uh, formed it with a with a heat gun so it would sit flat against my forehead, you know, add a little bit of a curve so it's not just a flat piece stuck on a piece of fabric. Um, but it, it's really cool, man. It was a lot of fun. And it's, you know, it's Halloween's coming up. If you guys do want to be an Area 51 Raider, just hit me up. We can we can hook you up with that. Um, we'll, we'll figure something out. But yeah, it's so, it's so funny to see what happened with the Area 51 thing, you know, there, just to give you a, a brief, really short, for anyone who, who didn't follow it online, didn't catch any of the space memes, uh, which we, there was amazing, great space memes on this, um, but 
Um, it was this crazy thing. Two and a half million people signed up for it online. Um, obviously, uh, not even 1% of, of those people went to the actual event. But it was funny. You know, some, you see some of the, the reports, some of the people that were there, uh, they were just there because they were like, yeah, you know, it, it sounded like a fun idea, like a weird thing to do. So let, let's go. Um, and that's cool, man. It, it, it's pretty cool. It's it's weird that the the person who I guess organized it, he didn't even go to it. He did another event in Las Vegas, uh, but uh, the woman that helped put on Alien Stock, which was the uh, the actual show, um, the the festival for the Area Fifty One raid, or at least the gathering, um, she kept it going, uh, and and people attended. You know. Uh, but there was there was not, you know, tons of military posted outside. So yeah, so that was fun to watch, and and you know, for this week, this Saturday, we have the um, the Elon Musk uh, report, based the follow up on Starship, where we're at with that. So that's September twenty eighth. Uh, if you've been following along, the Starship has been getting assembled. Boca Chica Gal on uh, Twitter, um, she's been she's been doing great work actually documenting uh, you know what's going on with starship so thank you mary for doing that that's for, so i look forward to those so often uh, every day and to see the pace that spacex is building this starship again water tower star hopper a month maybe a month and a half ago and now we've got starship it's almost fully assembled I'm very excited to see what Elon says. We will cover that next week on next week's episode. Thank you for uh, staying with us on this episode. Uh, a little more lax, a little bit just uh, off the cuff here for, for Today in Space. Uh, a little more science commentary uh, than science communicator here, but that's okay. We've got uh, a show every week, so we can we can switch it up and, and do something different. So we got a little bit of something for everybody here on Today in Space. So... I hope you have a great week. As always, be careful out there. Spread love, spread science. Be good to your neighbors and be good to people around you. Everyone's going through some shit. So be nice and spread the positivity and the optimism. Have a great week. We'll see you next time.